hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is um, when you're listening. Welcome, hello, if you are new here. Hi, my name is Jessica. Welcome to Dear Podcast, where this is basically my diary. And if you're a returning listener, again, so happy to have you back and I appreciate every single one of you. So today is episode number 10. I mean, crazy to think i've been pretty consistent except for the week that we got sick my baby and i but to think that 10 plus weeks have gone by since i finally had the courage to start this podcast um i talked about it on my first episode the imposter syndrome was real when i was thinking about starting this and i just i I couldn't i just couldn't get myself to start it and a lot of self-doubt but anyways we made it past that and now we are episode number 10 crazy but again you guys i just i've enjoyed making these episodes and making these little diary entries if you will and i like seeing what has worked and what hasn't and i love the participation out of every single one of you Uh, whether that's on my questions on instagram or suggestions or whatever and like always appreciate you supporting all my ideas um but yeah let's get into today's episode i think this one's been a long time coming i debated to even talk about this one because for a really long time i was determined to not make this my identity per se but it is life and it is who I am and by the title you know we're gonna talk about chronic illness um so yeah unfortunately I do live with a chronic illness chronic illness meaning there's no fix for it it doesn't go away it's just something that you have to basically live with forever and for those of you that that don't know I have type 1 diabetes I want to give like a two, a quick description or differences between like type 1 and type 2. So type 1 diabetes is when your immune system kills your pancreas or more specifically the, is it called the beta cell? That's in charge of producing the hormone insulin, which is in a way a key to unlock the rest of your body to go and receive like the glucose so it doesn't go to like your bloodstream and all that good stuff if i'll 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 think about it a little bit more to explain it better but we'll we'll get to that um and then type two um that to my understanding and what i've learned is you still produce your own insulin but you might be a little bit of insulin resistant or your weight can play a factor and you just need that extra help getting that insulin Um, do its job or you just don't make enough but big changes there and the reason why I want to um, maybe I'll start here the reason why I wanted to just give an understanding of those two and the differences is because when you're first diagnosed with something like that there's at least for me I was so hopeful that like it was just a glitch in my body believe it or not I, I I was like my body is glitching like we'll just go back to normal because I've never dealt with something so serious with my health and I've always been pretty healthy and I will say this because this also plays into how I've changed and we'll talk about that here in a second I used to see the world with like my rose colored lenses where 
any bad or any type of illness or tragedy basically never happened to me which I do want to say I've been so blessed and fortunate that that had been the case up until you know six years ago or so but I was like that doesn't happen to me that's just stuff you see in the movies and you know maybe a little bit arrogant on my side to think you know those things are just not gonna happen to me not that I feel like I was untouchable or anything but I've just never had to deal with anything like that and so it begins said the universe um okay but okay to start here let's see i was diagnosed i want to say 2016 yeah i feel good with that one 2016 and oh but wait the reason why i wanted to describe the little the differences between both of them the types i was so hopeful that something else was going on that was making my insulin out of whack which in hindsight like my dad has diabetes so it was like come on like eh, it probably is diabetes but i was taking some steroids because i had gotten sick and they say that also can spike up your glucose your sugar levels in your bloodstream and i was like that's what it is but even after i was told after further blood work they were like no it's it's your it's diabetes um but the reason why is because everybody at that time not everybody but random people and even when i started sharing it online and i know you're not don't listen to what you see online do your own research or whatever especially if they're strangers but i would get told you can cure it or even like friends of my parents or friends of a friend or friends of a family people that don't really know you excuse me they would say things like well it's reversible or tell her to drink cinnamon or tell her that this and this is very good for diabetes and this will fix it and you know all these kinds of things there was also a holistic doctor that my parents have contact in mexico and he not to discredit the holistic medicine practice because i actually supported and i have had treatments of my own on the holistic side for my allergies but when it's this type of thing where I also use science to back up a lot of my beliefs and if your immune system you know killed a cell that's in charge of making something it's very hard to say we can reverse it unless you can replace that cell and to my knowledge we haven't done that yet well I believe we have but the pharmaceutical companies make too much money to give it up but anyways that's another topic and so when I would get these things now I'm just like no like you're wrong let me live my life don't care but before i would even look into them like trying to fix myself like yeah there's gotta be that cure you're right i'll probably look into that or and then you know you i educated myself and it's like well i'm not gonna put myself through that like hopeful and let down feelings because i at some point had to accept them like this is not going away as much as i wanted to it's not so that's why i want to point out the differences because type 2 there is a reversible side to it like you can fix your diet your exercise your habits and you could potentially drop medication and for medication you can be on both insulin shots or just pills and you can reverse those but with type 1 autoimmune disorder you can't at least in my opinion 
Um, so yeah, I wanted to point those out. So I have the type one where it's an autoimmune disease. My immune system felt threatened by the beta cells, by the pancreas at some point, who knows why, we don't know why it happens. And it killed the pancreas. Okay, so my diagnosis story. Um, basically, I diagnosed myself and let me explain. We had gotten back from a trip from Florida. And so this was in the summer. So especially, especially hot in Florida. And I, I had been feel I didn't know, but looking back, I had been feeling not myself for, I want to estimate a good three to four months where I just wasn't feeling myself. The biggest thing I noticed was my mood swings. I would just kind of be be in a bad mood all the time or I would just like be triggered easier. I, if you know me, you know I have a very like hot temper and very direct fiery personality. But this was to an extreme, bless my husband. Um, at this time, I would get up and get ready to go to work at an office and my husband and I would wake up around the same time and then he is a morning person. I am not, still am not. But back in the day, like, even if he were to just try and hug me goodbye or whatever, I was just like, in my insides were like, oh, nobody touch me. Don't look at me, don't talk to me. And for a hot minute, I just thought, you know, I'm not a morning person, but it's, I've just been extra this last few weeks. But then I would start to feel yucky is the best way I can explain it. Like I, a little bit of nausea, like I don't know the exact word or symptoms because I just, I didn't feel sick enough for me to tell you, oh, this hurts or I feel like this and that. It's just one of those times where you're just like, ugh, I don't feel my best. But I don't know exactly where, what, what's going on. That was happening more towards like the last month before diagnosis. Where I would tell my husband, like, oh, I just don't feel so good. Like, oh, give me a second. Like, I would get hot and a little bit of nausea here and there. And it was just, like, a yucky feeling. And then, fast forward, we go on this trip. Um, felt kind of the same in some parts. I just wrote it off as the heat. You know, it's very hot. I am not used to this type of sun from the mountains to Florida, the beaches, and in the middle of summer. Yeah, I was like, it's just too hot for me, which is not normal. Like, I, every time I travel and I go somewhere really, really hot, it takes me a second to just acclimate my body. But I had these instances where, same thing, I like nausea, and at some point, almost like I wanted to throw up. Um, I got the shakes. Um, but we were at a theme park and so I thought it was the ride, but then like, didn't make sense, but that's how I wrote it off. It's just the ride or whatever. Um, what else? And then, so overall, I mean, the trip was fine. I didn't feel sick enough for me to notice anything, but in hindsight, now that, you know, I had all the pieces, I was like, oh, that's why in Florida X, Y, and Z. Okay. So fast forward, we come back and I, I got sick with like a cold. 
I have asthma, so I guess that's one of like my other chronic illness. I've never looked at it as chronic because it's not like every single day in your face. Um, I used to play soccer and hardly needed the inhaler. Now it's a different story. <laughs> but we're only going to talk about one chronic illness per episode, okay? And so I, yeah, I, I got sick and the cold kicked me to where I needed to get some steroids for my breathing, and which I had done in the past. I was like, it's nothing new and nothing out of, you know, the ordinary. I did mention to the doctors, this was the first symptom that was like, my brain was like, okay, alert. Like it was actually trying to tell me something. I was so thirsty. We had just gone from Florida where it's really hot. I thought I'm just dehydrated. I am a water drinker. Even back then, like I, I drank water. I liked water, but I was craving it. And so... I mentioned that to the doctor I saw for the steroids for my asthma and they're like yeah just drink water and I was like okay you're right <laughs> duh but something deep down was like but wait this this feels different than just thirst and whatever I didn't think anything of it I think I went even a couple more weeks after that and I was you know still dealing with like the thirst and then at some point I was like that's not normal that I'm thirsty no matter what and then I was starting now to feel extra hungry. I have never really been a breakfast person. And on my way to the office, I was just starving. And I stopped this one day. I stopped at a Wendy's and I got breakfast. And then I, uh, I ate it on my way. And then come lunchtime, I'm just like, oh, I just want like a big burger and a milkshake and guess what I did get it um but it was just like that like oh I'm so hungry my appetite was through the roof like I was just I was just feeding my body everything and anything and it wasn't satisfying none of the hunger and so it's actually the same this same day where I was just eating fast food breakfast lunch and I was just like why am I so hungry I never really get milkshakes or anything like that um and then background to some of this too, I was, I think, I know it's bad, but I was um, a little bit healthier back then than I am now. Um, so I was like working out on and off, like it wasn't, I wasn't very consistent with it at this point, but I was at some point, um, I would try and eat better and not as carb dense as I eat now or sugary, but anyways, and so actually going to the Florida trip I didn't live with my parents anymore and so they don't see me every day and in this trip we went with my parents and my sister my dad were like you look like skinny my dad was like you should you know tone it down with the workout but I actually wasn't working out and I was like and I haven't been eating so much and I thought that was weird and then it really I really thought it was weird when my husband goes your face looks a lot more slender slender skinnier um and I was like hmm that's interesting oops I hit the mic um I was like that's interesting like people keep commenting on my weight but I'm not doing anything to be like that like I had to stop working out because the trip and whatever but fast forward uh I'm working and customer service so I'm dealing with customers face to face 
and I literally had to tell the customer, oh yeah, give me one second. And I don't know if I pretended to do something, but I just, I went to the back and I ran to the bathroom. I sprinted. I was about to pee my pants that I had to stop mid-sentence with this customer, interrupt her and be like, oh, give me one second. I'll be right back. And that was very different for me. I like, why couldn't I hold my pee? Like what was going on? Same thing. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty. And I was like, okay, weird. I went home that day. I told my husband, I was like, that was very weird today. That same night, I woke up during the night to pee. I'm not kidding, about four or five times. That's when a super red flag came up for me. And the reason is because I remember my dad's story when he was diagnosed. This was the symptom he mentioned i pee so much through the night and whatever usually usually you can hold your pee until the next morning i woke up four to five times and i was like yep something is not right um the next day after work i remember this was i think a thursday yeah i called my dad and when you're diabetic you have a finger prick kit to check your glucose where you poke your finger um you put a little drop of blood in this like strip that goes into a machine that reads the glucose in your bloodstream i called and was like listen something's weird i have the symptoms of diabetes like i can i use your machine to check and of course he's like yeah I'd like stop by after work and so i did i did the finger um stick and my number was 300 and something now for those of you that don't understand numbers because i had no idea what the hell that even meant my dad was like you need to go to the hospital a normal person typically your body won't let you go over 140 over 140 then it's starting to get a little risky um so yeah i was at 300 and something something crazy like that and my dad, you know, he was like, that's really high. And I felt fine. I actually, like, that was one of the days where I was feeling pretty good. And he's like, yeah, you need to call your doctor. So I was like, okay. Um, I called my primary care physician. And I was like, hey, so I think I have diabetes. Knowing little I, I said that like it was nothing but i think deep down again because i felt like these things don't happen they only happen in movies or whatever i was like i'm sure there's another explanation but this is what i think it is and so i was like i think i have diabetes can i see you and then she obviously asked like what's going on i was like well my blood glucose level came really really high and so she made room for me to see her the next morning i show up they did the exact same thing i had no they asked me to be fasting so no food and i she did a finger stick and i was at 200 without food usually if you haven't eaten a normal person would be somewhere in like the 80s with no food or maybe even a little bit lower so yeah she was like huh that's high and then so it was a friday the clinic is open monday to friday 
she was like jessica like let me get some more blood and but you know this is what it's looking like and the steroids i had taken she was also in a way hopeful like maybe it was that because those can spike it but she's like but we're gonna check this blood and they can check what is it the blood cells i don't know but they can check it as far as three months back she's like but if it reads high for the last three months and they can only do three months because that's when you you're like generating these blood cells and so they die off after three months she's like if it's been reading high that far back you're gonna be diagnosed diabetic so still not worried i was like yeah sure go do that and i'm sure it's the steroids she comes back and she's like it's been high for the last three months and that's as far as they can see she's like you could have been high six months even up to a year um but she doesn't think it was that far out because like my body would have told me sooner and then she started to mention how serious it was and how she was like telling me how lucky i was that i like understood because of my dad the symptoms and i like checked it because apparently a lot of people find out they have diabetes after they've like passed out or or hit a diabetic coma so i start to get nervous and she's like you know with the factors of your weight oh yeah this is when i knew there was something wrong because she weighted me and i was i was the lightest i think i've ever been i've usually ranged from like 115 120 and i was at like 107 never seen that on the scale and i was like whoa not even like when i was working out eating clean whatever so i was like yeah something's going on um but yeah so she kind of talks to me about everything and she's like i think you're type one um because of this and that we need my weight and like the history of my dad and whatever and so she goes we're not gonna know for sure until i get more blood from you um but the results won't be in until monday i get the blood work and they send it over and then she's like for the meantime i do want to give you insulin shots still being in denial i was like well let's just wait for the blood results because it may not even be that you know i'm still thinking i'm i'm good i'm in the clear it's a glitch and she's like mm, i'm pretty serious about it like this is dangerous and i was like well give me like the pills because we don't know if it's type one or type two and i fought her on it because she was like i'm pretty confident you know you're type one but the reason i love her is she just supports me and she's gentle with me um so she's like okay listen i'll give you the pills for over the weekend but you're gonna watch your sugar intake absolutely at 100 percent." so i was like deal um they also check for protein in your urine if you're um if you are peeing protein that's also bad so my body was like in this starving survival mode and because the food i don't know exactly how the insulin and the food had like a correlation where like my body wasn't processing that and so it started eating at my muscle and, and then it releases that protein into your urine so i was actually at this appointment for a couple of hours i want to say um and at some point i did break down because it was hitting me and everybody was trying to like, give me these shots and showing me how to stick my finger and it was a lot um and then of course i did have a moment in the weekend where it just 
broke me because I was realizing how my life was going to change forever. And my husband, I've been very lucky with the support he has given me. And at some point, like I had fallen asleep because of how much I cried that day. Um, and I woke up to flowers and I have a sweet tooth. I've always have. And he came home with a bunch of sugar-free candy. Um, because of my love for acting, he like put together a list of actors or celebrities um, that have diabetes. And so it was very sweet. And that moment has stuck with me because I knew it was going to be really hard and a life-changing. I was going to go through a life-changing experience. I was scary, but I knew that I wasn't going to do it alone. I, I had him, and so it begins. Showed up Monday, and yep, they're like, yep, it's type 1. we got to give you your shots, and my husband was with me that day, and um, we were also kind of teaching him, and then, you know, going through, like, emergency stuff. So, like, if I were to ever pass out, of a low sugar event um there's like this shot they give you on your on your thighs so kind of like an EpiPen shot but it has glucose but yeah so there was a lot that we had to learn um to give you some context and understanding your body when you don't have diabetes can keep you in the range that you need um so it doesn't make you go below 80 or 70-ish, everybody's different, but it doesn't let you get too low to where, you know, you start to get the body shakes and the cold, hot flashes, the cold sweats and all that stuff um, to where you can pass out when you are manually giving yourself insulin. Um, and then, so your body can regulate that. Your liver also releases glucose to kind of counteract that. And my body still does that, but sometimes it just can't keep up because of it's not communicating right it doesn't know how much insulin is coming through because my body doesn't do it i do it um and so there's that point so you have to check for low sugars which are very dangerous um you don't want to pass out and you know you could have seizures like there's a whole other you know side to what happens if you go to a low sugar and there's a term for it to hypoglycemia i think it is and then you also gotta keep yourself in a good range that doesn't take you too high so again a normal body will typically will not let you go over 140 because it's not safe for in your bloodstream to have all that glucose you know your bloodstream goes everywhere your brain your everything so that's why you feel sluggish or tired which those were one of my top symptoms as well like i could just fall asleep and i'm not a napper i was very tired very sluggish i felt like i had weights on my legs um so lots of that so you have to and your kidneys as well right they're trying to filter out everything and keep you feeling as good as possible also there's construction going on so i just noticed that there's like beeping and trucks and whatever sorry if you can hear that but so yeah, there was a lot I had to learn, and this is kind of where it all begins. My life change um, lessons and 
I don't know. I don't know how to <laughs> describe them, but your life definitely changes. It's it's not like at a, at a point I didn't know how in depth diabetes was gonna take over my life because listen, although my dad has it, the way he was treating it wasn't very good, and. I want to point that out because I do believe I got it for a reason, for multiple reasons, and I can see those reasons now. One of them is so my dad could take action and actually take care of his diabetes. When you're a diabetic, well, anybody, you know, you need to get your your doctor checkup once a year. But especially a diabetic, you got to see where your sugars are, where how the insulin treatment is working, if it's not, adjustments, all that stuff. My dad hadn't been to a doctor in probably 20 years like he was diagnosed he saw his doctors then and that was it he still had the old style syringes where you take the insulin out of the vial so very old school and i was given a whole different treatment and i was like why because my dad would just do a shot in the morning and in the evening i was like well okay if that's all it takes i can do that almost like just taking you know your vitamins of the day or whatever I wasn't aware, you know, of the low sugar stuff where you have to just be prepared. Like if you get stuck in traffic or you just never know. I do remember growing up, my dad had to like hide his candy for from us. I actually found his uh, chocolate stash one time. Of course, I was little and I wanted some, but yeah, they would hide the candy from us. But um, I didn't know the extent of how much it's in your everyday life like there's just no do it and forget it especially if you're a female you have other hormones like your um you know when you're gonna get your period your hormones are all different and your insulin fluctuates and so you have to change that and so there's a lot there's a lot that you have to be your pancreas you know and that's that's impossible i cannot do everything my pancreas usually had to do you know um okay so my points of my lessons i think i was starting well that year was just kind of survival mode and learning everything i was very angry i was very much the victim in my story like why me and almost in a way to like not to blame my dad because you know he also didn't ask for it and got it and and you know it's not like he was like i'm gonna give it to my child but i was like oh because of you know him having it it could have been passed down and that's a could have been because there's environmental factors that also play into a type one diagnosis you know the environment um I don't know, there's a lots of theories. Even like vaccines, there's lots of theories. You can look those up if you want. Um, so I was just dealing through that more than anything. The emotional aspect of it. I hated sh- um, shots. I mean, who, who loves shots? Nobody. The needles was a hard thing for me to get over. My husband was actually doing a lot of my shots for the first month or two. Um learning gadgets and whatnot i didn't i have a glucose monitoring sensor a continuous glucose monitoring sensor a cgm for short um that goes in your arm and you change it every 14 days the one i have you change it every 14 days it's 
piece of plastic, a robot part, I like to say, that just is, is on you 24-7. I didn't get that until probably almost two years after my diagnosis. And that was because I didn't want to, I feel like I was like giving up and giving myself to the illness. I was like, I'm letting it win. And that was very hard and it wasn't until I viewed it differently that I started to get peace in my heart. I was also dealing with anxiety at some point in my mental health episode. I talk a little bit about that. So everything was just kind of going hand in hand. I was trying to deal with, I was grieving basically my my health. The changes I had to go through, I had to learn so much. The treatment is also like slow. It's not like, well, here are the shots you're going to take for so and so days and this is the amount and you're good. Go on, live your life. No, they start you off slowly because your body is trying to make you, the human body is trying to make you feel good 24-7. You know, that's what's incredible about the human body. It just wants to make sure you feel good and so... I was feeling good at these high numbers which are not safe and not normal and so actually coming down was making me feel sick and it was awful and you have lots of doctor's appointments um, once a week even to monitor and check uh, lots of scary lows because you're just learning and you don't know how to you know you're gonna react to insulin I actually am sensitive and I react um, quickly and a little goes a long way in my body and so we were learning that at some point you go through i don't know if everybody does but the doctors told me they call it a honeymoon stage where your pancreas kicks in for one last time is how it was explained to me which pancreas if you're listening that was very mean why would you get my hopes up (laughs) why would you do that but they basically take you off insulin because it's too much it's too much in your body and so that happened to me and they took me off and I was off of it for almost two weeks and I was like you see it was the glitch that I was telling you guys I'm good like I knew that I didn't have diabetes that like that couldn't have happened to me um but then we went back on insulin and so yeah that was that was I think that was one point in my timeline that I can go back and say that was where the mental health stuff really, really hit me because I got a glimpse of my old life. And when I talk about old life, your life really does change. Um, Helicopter? Okay, I waited to for it to be gone, but it just takes forever and it seems like he's going in circles. Um, okay, so your life does change. You, I had to start carrying snacks. I always used to even like walk out without a purse, um, just my wallet, and sometimes I would forget my inhaler. I don't anymore, um, but I was just very independent. And the way I can best describe it now is I have made a system in my brain and my lifestyle where I almost feel like, you know, astronauts, astronauts, when they're up in space and they got to fix something outside of their whatever rocket ship spaceship whatever whatever it's called and they are they have this like cord tied to somewhere so that they don't you know float away to space 
that's kind of how I feel. If I get too far from my norm or my comfort zone, like I feel like I'm just gonna, that cord is gonna snap and I'm just gonna, I don't know if that makes sense because I'm not floating away anywhere, but that's kind of like the attachment I've made to my system. So now I have to carry snacks. Um, I have to carry my insulin. It pisses me off if I forget it and we go out to eat pisses me off um always make sure your house has i use uh juice i think i like juice the best quick liquid yummy um but i also had to learn about carbs so it's not just like well i'll just skip putting sugar in my coffee like it's way more than that you have to count the carbs so that's like everything your rice your pasta the only thing you don't need insulin for is protein so like your chickens and stuff like that so i was i was learning a whole different lifestyle i was doing things i never thought i even would have had to do um i remember going to a restaurant for the first time you know i had my treatment is i don't use a pump at least not yet um, again, it took me two years to get a glucose sensor because I, I didn't want to like, to me that was like, I let diabetes win and it's something you can see now and everybody's going to see that there's something wrong. And, you know, I was going through all of that, but I was at a restaurant and I have to do insulin shots and I have a ratio. So depending the carb count is how much I'm going to do of units of insulin not very good at carb counting i guesstimate all the time and that's i've accepted that if it works for me it works for me if you count down to the last carb good for you not there's no real like you have to do it like this give yourself some flexibility wiggle room i say strive for for a good excuse me balance and medium and not for perfection because you're not gonna be able to do be your pancreas <laughs> Um, and so I was at a restaurant and I had to do a shot before eating and at first I was I would go to the bathroom because I just and I do it in my tummy so it's not like a you know flashing everyone and this one day I was like no I am not gonna go to the bathroom to give my insulin shot so I can start eating and so I just did it right there and that gave me a little bit of power and it was almost like a realization of working with diabetes and not in my mind having it win like oh i'm i it's winning i'm the boss i've taken over because that's how i looked at it for a long time and i want to say this was probably the turning point for me that instant of not going to the bathroom to give myself my shot gave me this feeling of empowerment that you know what i'm gonna work with it i'm gonna do it my own way and we're gonna figure this out and that was probably like six seven maybe even eight months into my diagnosis and i'm getting the hang of things so i, I am you know building confidence around what i gotta do in case of emergency and whatever i also did things to ease my anxiety like i have a bracelet a medical id bracelet inside is my engraved is like my birthday type 1 diabetes all that stuff so just in case that gave me peace of mind if something were to happen and whatever somebody's not with me and somebody finds me and they don't know what's wrong like 
that gave me some peace of mind um having kind of a system also with like my family my husband making sure like my car has sugar so i know you can't keep food like in your car forever you know at some point something's gonna go bad um but they sell these glucose tablets they're not my favorite they make my tummy hurt but i have them for emergency situations they stay in my car i switch them out um when they hit the expiration date or the glucose shots that are in liquid form form so i i do that um surprisingly the first aid kids i don't know if all of them but the one at the office where i used to work they had a glucose powder i had to use some of those a few times once the soda machine i don't know they took it down um but oh, a fun fact i also don't like soda and so i hate it when i like didn't have juice or anything and i have to get a soda um but anyways that was my knee did you hear my knee pop um so i had to do a lot of lifestyle changes and sometimes i still suck especially now where my life is busier like with the baby and we'll get to that too but okay i feel like i'm dragging it so a couple of things i want to highlight and share are kind of like how changing my perspective has helped me grow and giving me the lessons i feel like i need that are now making sense i'm a strong believer that everything happens for a reason even if you don't know the reason now it, it will come and i think this year 2023 i was diagnosed at the age of 21 i'm 28 so like seven years and i can now see how that has helped and probably was what i needed to shape me and the person i was i was meant to be i am going through a very transformative year i will share some of that once i feel ready but now i can see in hindsight some of that stuff that i went through and how it has helped and served its purpose really but let's see so i have built resilience or i have been shown how resilient i really am and that has helped me in other areas i think of my life um i don't take my health for granted anymore i think especially you know the factor of aging puts a lot of things in perspective and uh, i'm talking like if i'm 60 <laughs> but when you're younger your younger years you abuse and use your body you and you don't really have any consideration for it you know when you're a teenager like your body is just so strong that you don't feel a lot of things and like something even the doctor said right now like having your sugars out of whack may not have a huge impact because you're young but that's all gonna come back when you're older and you know how do you want to how, like how is your body gonna repay you know the the service really that you've given it and so I'm a lot more conscious just about like my health because the rose-colored lenses got knocked out of my face multiple times. And I think that needed to happen to have somewhat of an awakening moment for me to realize that I needed to appreciate things and that included my health. Um, bad things don't just happen on TV. They can very much happen to you. Um... But aside from health, it has just taught me that, you know, not take things for granted. Um, if you have a good day, really appreciate it because I don't know why I felt like life was just this like smooth sailing 
journey and again I can say I'm very fortunate that I had a, a very relaxed stable upbringing where I just felt like you're gonna hit the peak of adulthood and then that's where you stay and that has very much proven not to be the case and that's not how anybody lives their life you're it's a roller coaster you gotta have the good to appreciate the bad and vice versa um and so I've learned a lot about just the resilience and how nothing lasts forever except diabetes <laughs> no but like the storm will pass and I think this is so weird to say but I think I needed to have mental health problems to kind of grow into the person I am meant to be and I'm starting to see that like I know it's it doesn't fully stem from like oh I was diagnosed diabetic and that's you know why I am the way that I am right now but that brought other things I had a ton of anxiety because I had to be hyper aware of my body I had to pay attention to my feelings because I was like is that a low sugar I've called the ambulance on myself once which I think was a smart choice I was starting my vision was trying starting to be tunnel vision I was having lunch at a subway nobody was around me nobody knows what's wrong with me I was already chugging Dr. Pepper but I was like just in case I pass out and like I lay down I was like ambulance this is where you can find me I have type 1 diabetes I might pass out I'm at 50 50 is really low for your blood sugar so anyways <laughs> but I have I have been almost in a way shaped to be a, a strong person I feel like I've always been strong but this is like a new level for me and it really teaches you a lot just about I guess like living with something that that sucks again you appreciate things in a different way I have and here's where it gets hard because it's not again like you take a pill or you take one shot a day and you're good I have to adjust my insulin where when it's that time of the month or if for some reason sometimes I just need more or sometimes I need less and you just have to adjust accordingly and that has been still hard but it's not as hard anymore because the way I see it now is like it's not a death sentence it sucks and I, it's serious and I do have to you know take care of it but it's almost giving me the purpose of I have a really good reason to you know be healthy and create a lifestyle that I can role model for my son which I think is beneficial and mentally again like I had to go through such dark times and anxiety and figure you know figure the the aspect of mental health which is now a huge part of my life I went to school uh, for psychology even and so I've been immersed into this type of lifestyle that I don't think I would have otherwise like I I think I would have very much just been on like the very superficial part of life like la 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 I'm just gonna keep on going um and I've just given that challenge I guess to push me to really test the strengths and the limits that I can handle and I've learned so much about myself that I've been able to 
put that in other areas of my life i'm a much more positive person as well like i feel like my nature i've kind of always just been like a pessimist or some would say like a realistic person like well i don't know because i've also been a dreamer my whole life but i've i'm just very much optimistic about a lot of things like it's almost like well if i can do this and that and like give myself shots every day and figure it out and be conscious about what i'm putting in my body and you know and some days are not they're not easy like i will have a shit day where i will eat whatever the hell i want and i do feel bad about it some days and that's actually something i'm working on um but i just don't want to have that always just be like the attention of my day especially with a baby like i want to enjoy other things and that's like something else i've also learned but i truly do make the best out of every single day i listen to my body obviously because i have to um also having the glucose sensor i don't see it anymore as i gave in like oh diabetes won this battle because now it's more we're working together um, I hate to say like it's part of you know my personality but I mean it's who I am because it's so in your face every day like it's a little plastic robotic thing that people can see that's in my arm and so it's not something that is you know like you can't really see but I by doing that by having that mentality that I'm working with the condition i no longer feel like my power has been taken from me it's more like what are you gonna do today like are you gonna test me today or you're gonna behave and then we go from there and so i don't take for granted any day that i've had that's good i have been tested with that because going back to so my some of you know and if you've listen to my podcast you know but my son was born with a limb difference and there's a good part of me that I can't help but think diabetes had something to do with it um it's really hard to pinpoint why it happens doctors don't really know why um unless there's like you know the genetic testing it's like well it's in the it's in his genetics or whatever and I have been going through a I think a part of accepting of it could be or it couldn't have been and at the very beginning it was very much like I probably didn't control it as good as I I could have and because you know when you're pregnant you have cravings and I, am, I have a sweet tooth but and that's where I was getting angry all over again like thinking if I didn't have it maybe this wouldn't have happened but I also had to just sit with that and really reflect and think, but it also could have happened. So we don't know that that's what it is. And something I have told myself that has gotten me through some of the dark times, if it was because of it, it gave me like the less worse thing. Because some of the stuff the doctors were looking for that is correlated with diabetes are heart defects, brain functions something in the spine where you really cannot live a normal life and i'm blessed and very grateful that that was 
none of that happened and his heart was actually perfect the entire pregnancy everything else was great and so you know i i had to get out of that mentality because i was taking myself back to my diagnosis where why me or i hate you diabetes i was talking to diabetes i hate you diabetes um and so i had to just kind of recheck that and reflect and yeah i i just don't take life for granted and for me truly i know some people naturally just you know duh don't take life for granted we're not gonna be here forever but when you're so young you just think you have such a long time left and for me that was that was me and having this illness it was like well no like anything can happen in an instant whether it's your health an accident so i don't take anything for granted every day that is good i enjoy it every day that is bad i acknowledge it and i try to make myself feel better or if i must i allow it um, but that's also giving me the chance to see life in a different perspective not just like if it's a good day with my health or i don't want to miss or waste a good day almost like I don't want to waste a day of my life and if I want to do something let's go ahead and do it and that has helped with the anxiety part too where I'm going through the anxieties to take away its power so if I had anxieties of doing certain things I push myself to do them almost like exposure therapy and I think also because of the illness the diabetes diagnosis I I have that mentality of you make the best of it life is really what you make it and you decide to make it a good one or a bad one or whatever and i truly don't think i would have had any of this if it wasn't for this experience and it sucks and but who knows maybe there, there will be a cure some sometime along the road but where are we at 53 minutes um so the moral of this one or to recap I am talking just about, I know there's way worse things out there, um, and everybody has their own hard. Never, ever measure someone's hard. This is also a reminder for myself because I have caught myself like, well, that's not even a big deal. Like, I'm dealing with this. But you truly never measure anyone's hard. Um, everybody has their own type of hard, and in their life, it's it's hard. And I'm sure there's other illnesses out there that are way worse. I understand. For me, you know, I've never had anything wrong with my health. And for me, this was a big a big shocker for my life. But, um, yeah, just keep, keep on trucking along. Keep on living and keep on staying as positive as you can. I have grown in so many areas, but... I really appreciate like the resilience that I have that I've been able to get back up and I joke around about like life really knocking me down and I just I get up and it knocks me right down but universe can I just take a second can I get a break um and I learned to appreciate everything don't take anything for granted and especially with like being a mom now as well there's so many fears too like if you know if it is passed along like i how would i feel if a child gets it at some point and whatever but 
just I've learned to have so much more compassion not just for others but really for myself and I didn't know how much I lacked in compassion compassion until recently but moral of the story um it's not easy living with something that you know affects you your health and how you feel even your mental health always always be kind because you don't know what other people are going through um i've had instances where like even classrooms i had a college class and i I needed a snack because my sugar was dropping and the teacher was like a snow no food policy and i just like stepped to the side really quick to just like chug a juice and you know it's just like no snacks um and i had to be like i need it like you know and so maybe just having that type of compassion is kind of what i mean that you just don't know you truly don't know what anybody's going through but believe in yourself for sure as well is something that i think oddly enough chronic illness has given me i believe in myself i trust my body in a weird way again i would say again because i didn't know how much i trusted my body and how i independent it was until now it depends on insulin and me doing everything in that aspect so having to trust it again in a weird way has been a game changer for me like the anxieties of low sugar and whatnot have just all kind of disappeared but i have also just kind of started to be more involved in like diabetes awareness just to spread the word and i'm again i'm going through a transformative era if you will and my goal is to just put out there who i am and what life has done for me and if I can help anybody in any way, that's what I'll do. I like to, you know, show how we all have different things that we're going through. And if we can relate, that's all that really matters. Again, don't, I, I my goal is to make one person, if even just one person to feel less lonely, then I feel like I'm doing my job because just recently I have felt like I have come into my true purpose and I'm slowly figuring all the other moving parts but I truly do believe that I have walked in into the purpose and what I'm supposed to be doing with the life that I was giving given but anyways I don't want to drag this along um I know some of you were like very curious of like diabetes and whatnot and I didn't talk really into detail of like everything like every little symptom and whatnot because i wanted to hit the points of how i feel in hindsight in hindsight how diabetes has in a way transformed me and helped me shape the person that i needed to be to be where i'm supposed to be now seven years later and to share the message that just be kind and you never know what anybody's going through everybody has their heart and that's it i hope you enjoyed this episode this is episode number 10 again can you believe that i am working in other things um 
to talk about and we're still gonna have another guest coming up soon we're in the works of scheduling um it's another mama so you know mamas are busy and we gotta figure out our schedules but we're gonna work on that also a lot of you guys were the response from rocio's episode was amazing um we're thinking of a part two what do you think um so we'll do maybe some of that but exciting things again i love the podcast world and i want to start doing other things where i get excited um and it very much you know i, I just love getting on the mic <laughs> but we're gonna do other things that are exciting and even entertaining you know like it's been very educational in my opinion or at least that's what i try but i do want to bring some of the entertainment bring also some like different lifestyles maybe but i don't know but okay so the day this goes up is wednesday um so right now actually go to dear underscore podcast on instagram so that oh, i hit the mic again um so that i can ask you guys or i talked about it in the last week episode on how you could nominate somebody that you think would be a good person that we can talk I just cracked my knee again. Um, talk about a person that we can nominate a person that you want to have on the podcast or even yourself. If you have something you want to talk about, let me know. I have a couple of people in mind that I want to ask myself and we'll, we'll go from there. But thank you so much for joining. Oh, let's not forget our motivational star from the motivational jar. Let's see, we do a little bit of ASMR every time I open these. And if you know, you know, I can never open these. I always have to like, feel like I have to rip a corner or something. Eh. Let's see what, oh, I didn't have to rip this one. But what is, what is the motivational stuff of the day? Even if you on the right, even if you on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Ooh, Will Rogers. Ooh, I like that. Even if you on the right track, you'll get run over if you sit there. If you just sit there. Huh. I like that one. Okay, well, thank you so much for tuning in once again. I appreciate every single one of you. Go to the Instagram nominate somebody that you think or nominate yourself if you think uh is someone interesting that you want to hear or you think they have something to say and we'll see where else this journey takes us episode number 10 the big 10 but anyways thank you guys for listening and we'll see you on the next one